Good. Yeah. I mean, are we ever? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of the Drunk Cast. I'm in a wrong seat. I'm normally over there. <laughs> Well, just calm, just calm down, man. Just, Shut up. It's, it's different. <laughs> Fuck you. I know you want to be next to me all the time, but you know. Shut up. We're moving in together. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm that... gonna spoon you in your bed, <laughs> dude. I feel left out of Anthony. this because I'm not moving in with you guys, so I don't even know what's going on right now. <laughs> if we're good, one day you can jetpack me. Oh, shut up. <laughs> all right, I'm your host as jet usual, packing. Anthony King, and today we do have Evan as usual. That we have oh! our usual comer, podcaster, drunk <laughs> dude. <laughs> He's our local drunk. That's what he basically is. Is this the part where I put my my beer down and I drink this whole fifth of whatever this Just please is? Please don't. Please. <laughs> please don't. Name please. for ending. I'm going to drunk blank. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have a special guest with us tonight. Um, would you we like to give yourself a glass? Shut up. Let me talk. Well, I mean, obviously my name is Carlos, but I mean, I, I don't even know if we want to go with my last name because it's so fucking hard to pronounce. Just say it. Quinones. There you go. Quinones. Hey, that's now with you're the on Q. the internet forever. Wait, you're but, a target. Can, that's fine. That's fine. I'm totally cool with that. But can we like backtrack a little back a little bit because i really want to know what the fuck jetpack means <laughs> like i was hung up on that you went on to something else i really want to know what jetpack means first of all i'm going to say thank you <laughs> oh i pay attention i pay attention i'm so, observant you you know what spooning is yeah of course who, okay who so jet i've always been wanted to be a, i've always wanted to be a part of spooning but yeah jetpacking is I'm a little the smaller of the two people is in back <laughs> you mean like so fucking yoda and luke yeah, so 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 imagine Yoda spooning Luke. Ah, oh. so you just you jetpack. I mean that 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 sounds about right. You got the it, height. Going. I know I'm not small. even a dominance thing. If your lady spoons you, a dominance thing. He's bringing race into it, bro. You got to <laughs> dominance and racism. They're totally equal. <laughs> All right. So we're doing our segment as a little um more structured than we usually do because we're gonna have different segments split up this whole thing before we get into our main topic which our main topic in the second half is gonna be practical versus cgi effects of films today so but what we're gonna spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) but what we're first gonna start off is we did this in our last podcast that's another podcast and we haven't done it now but we're gonna bring it back is film news so in this segment what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about different things that are happening in the film industry (laughs) she's already breaking out and laughing (laughs) i'm I'm freaking out laughing because when you said film news, I had the instant thought of Sony's newest, biggest piece of shit. <laughs> We're not going to play this on the podcast, but we'll we have a link. Because... No, we'll have a link. So yes. there'll be a link in the description because I know I'm pretty sure they're going to want to know what the fuck you're talking please about. Please look up Sony's newest, biggest piece of shit by Onion News. You're going to send that this link to me, right? I've watched it three times in like the last Yeah, I'll three send days. the link send to you. Send the link no, to me because we'll I, still, I don't know. We'll watch I tried to pull it up earlier. My phone's dying. It's, we'll, we'll watch it during the commercial I break. I can't. It's, it's too good. good. It's hilarious. So what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about the film news. So most of the film news this week, I mean, it's the biggest thing that's been happening right now is Comic-Con. Comic-Con is huge in the film industry right now due to all the superhero films that are coming out. And it's over Ooh. now, I think, as of this filming. Yeah. Yeah. As this filming, it's over. As of the filming or the posting? As of our filming. As of our filming. Filming today. When did I it start? A week ago, yeah. at least. Like, during the week, yeah. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm out of it. Yeah. Fuck. So, of course, what was released, I mean, two of the biggest things that were released today was, well, not today, but during Comic-Con was, um, first, it was Justice League trip. Yes. Well, found footage. Not yes. found footage, sorry. <laughs> Justice League footage. Like, it was compilation footage, and they made it into a small little teaser. Now, did you both see that? Yeah. No. 
You have not seen the Justice I League. Saw, I just saw a straight-up trailer. <laughs> I saw a straight-up trailer. That's the teaser. That's the teaser. Okay, that's... Okay, since when are we calling okay. two, two minute and 43 second videos a <laughs> teaser? That's a long-ass teaser. That's a fucking trailer. That's a trailer. However, it's a little that different shit is because... Foreplay. It okay, is. so Zack Snyder did this with Batman v Superman, where he showed people like glimpses Uh-oh. and scenes beforehand. Uh-oh. However, you know what they're still filming. They barely started filming this. And it's going to be quite some time before this actual film comes out. It's going to probably no. be like at least Christmas 2017. Yeah, definitely. Next so, year, though, for sure. Next year. Yeah. So it's one of those things where Zack Snyder is known to release this footage during filming just to get people a taste of what he's working on. And give it all away. And he couldn't have picked a better time because Comic-Con, there isn't a single bigger collection of people that would appreciate this than Comic-Con. Now, it's doing well right now. It's getting good reception due to the fact that. But however, there is changes they've been made to the tones and feelings of the previous. Like the tones and like, you know, concepts they did for like the previous Batman v Superman and of course, um... Man of Steel, where it feels lighter, and a lot of people are going 50-50 split on it due to the fact that they feel like they're following in Marvel's footsteps when they didn't want to be. I want to say something. Yeah. Yes. That's what this is for, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I have this weird habit of raising this my hand. I was like, why I'm you raise kid. your hand? I don't know. I got this weird habit of raising my hand. I'm going to raise my hand. I never, I never graduated. But <laughs> I was told in Marvel, we- In Marvel's footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that we can't have shit on the screen. So bring up that picture of the Justice League all in one shot. Because that is a Time clear... lapse 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no. Meanwhile, I'm going to just keep talking. That is a perfect indication of what you're talking about right now. About how they're falling into Marvel's footsteps. But I feel like a lot of people are going to hate on that. Yo, no. Personally, people... I like it. Personally? I okay, think it's okay. a, a step the in the right direction. Batman v Superman was a split audience. I was totally against it at first. When I first saw it, I hated it. Then I saw the uncut. I R-rated. told you about the unlimited. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's, that seems to be a pattern because you told me about uh, no, okay. Civil War. No, not Civil War. Okay, so. No, 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 not, not that one. Not was the, a, the, that was a new have, one that new just one. came out. And you'll know when you see it because it's super people. colorful. Okay, here's the thing, though. I always talk about with Unlimited Edition because, you know, um, a few days ago, they released an Unlimited Edition of Batman versus Superman. Bro, loved it. And I told you you were going to love it. Because, I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. It turned my hate into love. So here's something where me and Kyle always talk about. You haven't met Kyle, but he's a regular on Kadoki Wait, like, y- like you, me, or Mimi? <laughs> Can we not bring up me? <laughs> She's going to become a meme. Meme. <laughs> okay, anyways. So. I love you, me. We, we're gonna calm down. <laughs> so, anyways, we have a thing where we. There you go. That's what we're talking about. This one. Yeah. Okay. Look at that right there. Okay? How much more colorful it is. Right? Not just that, but look at how blinding those colors are right there for Superman. Like, I cannot distinguish the flashes. He's still a fuck boy. From <laughs> Superman's cape, and then I actually like Wonder Woman. I actually really like Wonder Woman. Like, See, I. I wasn't interested in Wonder Woman until I saw the release trailer for it, and now I'm I'm interested in yeah, that movie. It, was it looks trailer, fantastic. Yeah. But the Shield is, side, but all that shit. I talk about a lot is um, director's cuts. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of director's cuts because for me, like the biggest example that we always bring up is Kingdom of Heaven. The theatrical version, absolute piece of shit. I did not like it. 
theatrical, the director's cut, which was only like 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes. That apparently, was it makes a difference. difference. No, apparently, it makes a difference. 20 to 30 minutes is a whole nother film. Uh, yes, thank you. It is. Th- think about a movie. 20 to 30 minutes is one quarter of the movie. And that's, that's something true. I wish I got for Age of Ultron. <laughs> the, a director's cut. Was there a director's they cut? They took out 30 minutes. Did they release it? Nope. Okay, that explains a lot, because I'm like, I never saw a director's yeah, cut. Yeah, they never released it, and I was upset because I'm a huge person who believes in the director's cut will always be the best version. Yeah, I agree. Director's cut, yes. Director's commentary, not so much. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that is true. There's a lot of director's commentary I tried to sit through. I'm not having it. That's too much, t- that's Look, too there's, much time. Look, there's one more thing I wanted to say about the image. I don't know if you still have it for you to put it on there. But this really bugged me about the image. Is that you get all this color right here. And then I'm just like, Batman is so monotone right there. Like, the the gray to me was more distinguishable in Batman v Superman. Now it just looks like all gray to me. I don't like that. To be fair, I think it's because they're trying to move move closer to the the older Batman. What do you mean by older Batman? Like like the the movies? No, they're trying to go for more of um, the Dark Knight Return. Yeah, the Dark Knight. See, but but the but I'm saying what I'm saying is you can't distinguish between the black and the gray, which yeah. I don't like. That, like well, you got so much color going on right there. Even Aquaman's got some green going on, but then Batman is just like all grayed out. I don't well, like that. That's too. what we're saying is that Christian Bale's Batman was black on black on black. I hated it. Um, now that we're moving into the the later versions of Batman, except they're going into the Dark Knight Returns, which is. 60 to 70 year old batman which is really 67 yeah well, in the it, dark knight returns he was he's an old man he's like 60 he's 60 to 70 wow. i didn't he, expect 70 though. He, he still respects his own form of justice but he's like i'm an old man so like if i have to beat you to within an inch of your life i will which i love i love that Zack snyder went yeah that way especially in that one fight scene where he was straight out of the arkham uh game and then that's the part that I loved about the Wonder Woman trailer is there was a fight scene in there that I'm like, this is straight up like Arkham yeah. combat too. It sold me. Lilith. And I mean, Zack Snyder is known for his action. Yeah. He's yeah. known for his action and he's known for his over-the-top cinematography. Yeah. You know, visuals. He's a visual director and that's what he is. So anything he, any films that you, even if you dislike him, like for me, I always have a love-hate relationship with Zack Snyder. I always <laughs> hate his fan films or I love his films. Me personally, I am against everyone where I didn't even like um, Dawn of the Dead. So, okay. Yeah. So that was everyone. But back that when that movie came out, like two thousand seven or something. Oh, like it was yeah. It was yeah. about ten everyone years ago. Everyone was crazy in the films. Were like, holy shit, this fucking new innovation to the zombies theme and everything. Me, I was like, it was a shit. It was a piece of shit. Film. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, it had it, it had the shopping mall. Still a piece of shit. Yeah. Had everything. Had made it cool. Still a piece of shit. But I always. I'll always give credit for his visuals. He is a great visuals director. Yeah, it, it always looks stunning, but at the same time, you're always wanting. You're left wanting. I think it's like he... a prom night date. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. So now, Ooh, another. I struck a nerve. So I mean, even getting past like you know, they released Comic Con because we're still in the film news. They released you know Batman v Superman. They released Wonder Woman. They released the second trailer for um Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange Ooh. and people. Really, really making – that's probably going to be one of the, the few Marvel films that I'm going to be like, holy shit, this is great. Yeah. I, wait, wait. I, what do you mean? It's great? You don't like the other ones? Okay. I mean – My favorite – okay. Thor sucks. Winter Soldier. 
Honestly, I felt the same thing for Batman v Superman as I did for Civil War. I did too. Really? Yeah. I love. I know. No, wait, wait. Civil War. Oh, we're talking about Civil War. I don't know because you said Winter Soldier first. I'm like, I love Winter. Winter Soldier. Soldier I love. Uh, yeah. I love the first Iron Man. Yes. No matter how much I want to talk shit about it, I love the first Avengers. Yes, I loved it. Too. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Fantastic film. I praise that one That's more it. than most of them. That's it for me. I four only, out of twelve. I only like Iron Man three because. They use the term clean slate protocol. That's going to be either the name of my first band or my first album. <laughs> clean slate protocol. Clean slate protocol. Fuck you. It's copyrighted. <laughs> yeah, but it was I, like, I, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan. Like, they're not bad films. It just, no. they never got me like, holy fucking shit. This is amazing. They can't stand on their own, most of them. And yeah. that's where I was like, I felt with Civil War because yeah. everyone was praising Civil War. I saw Civil War. I'm like. It's, it's okay. the same as Batman vs. Superman. No, it's the opposite. Where Batman vs. Superman was all dialogue and talking, Civil War was all, all action. action. Michael Bay might as well have done that. Basically, because, that's how I felt. Because of more superheroes. And it had no death. I like me. I understand where you can go to a film. You're like, okay, this action. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased, and I got entertained. But you know, me, I love depth in the film. You know what? I, I love said? character Super development. Depth. I said that the biggest star of that movie were all the fucking. Uh, titles every time they went to a new part of the world mm -hmm. i'm like that's the biggest star of the movie are those fucking titles yeah because th that took the, the fucking movie i will give this to soup to um civil war because we we already did a podcast on batman versus superman and it was like you know it's you expect build up build up build up but it's like a whole lot of talking in a flat line some action might happen just kidding it's just more talking. <laughs> yes. um Civil War to me was almost the same, but it was like a whole bunch more superheroes. But the things that I will give them is Spider Man was right. They finally did Spider Man. Yeah. As an annoying fucking teenager. Black Panther. Black Panther, Black Panther was, was gorgeous. He was the saving grace of that film. I don't know about I've been waiting. Grace. He I've, was for me. He was the saving grace. For me, that was Spider Man. Black for me, Panther, the to only me thing is that made it, for me that only that made that perfect was like he was the one who saved the day. No one else. Look, my biggest because they did him so right. It, he he isn't just another superhero. He is fucking. He is the heart of Africa. <laughs> he fucking he he fights for just true yeah. brutality justice. Now I mean, like, say what you need to say. Then we gonna move. <laughs> I on. was gonna make a stupid joke. I was just gonna say. Go ahead. He, because said, he said the heart of Africa. I'm like, that's the job that uh, Anthony's been fighting for for years now. <laughs> hey, hey! Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Now, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen this, I mean, Legendary Pictures has now released their newest trailer in their new universe. You know, Legendary Pictures making their own universe yeah. now. Yeah. They released the trailer for Kong Skull Island. Oh, shit. I had one big gripe about it. But Peter Jackson, though. <laughs> <laughs> I have one big gripe about but, it, and that is just how big King Kong well, is. Well, he has to be because they made fucking Godzilla so massive. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, I'm not even... I don't actually care about his size. There is a shot in there where you see a handprint. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing. That handprint on that mountainside, whatever the fuck it was, the cliff, looked fucking enormous. Yeah. And then a palm tree gets thrown at the helicopter. It would like, be what? like a little... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this nigga... A little like, he, flicked a, he flicked a booger at the helicopter. Because honestly, with the size of that hand... 
I'm like, he should have been throwing something yeah. way bigger yeah. than just a little pump. But it's in, okay. It's but King Kong was on Xbox 360. Let's be honest. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's interesting how a lot of studios now are now building like their own like universes for yeah. collective films. Into I mean, you have you know Marvel Universe, DC Universe, now Legendary Pictures doing a Godzilla and King Kong universe. Isn't Universal or someone else? I forgot who. Doing like a whole monsters thing with like Frankenstein. See, that's what I heard too. Yeah, I heard yeah. about they're doing a whole Frankenstein, werewolf, Dracula type of universe as well. Yeah. And I feel like they've opened the floodgates because when they said, you know, we're gonna leave, we're gonna release Batman vs Superman and then Civil War, and then by the way, here's our next seven years worth of superhero films. It's like, well, we don't have to care about what you know enemies or heroes have been killed off. We can just resurrect anything, make it in our own image. Yeah. So it's like we can bring back King Kong after its original thirty, you know, nineteen thirties debut. It's twenty, goddamn it! It's twenty, you know, twenty. When did the new King Kong came? Two thousand six, like, I think, or two thousand five. I want to say like two thousand nine. Wait, the newest one with like, Peter Jackson. Oh, the Peter Jackson King Kong. Yes. Wasn't that two thousand five, two thousand six? No, that was like probably like two thousand six, two thousand seven. Okay, so. 2005? Woo! Wow, them, okay. That's why we buy you the fucking megaphone. <laughs> anyway, so, like, it's 30's debut. It's 2005 remake. I was 11. It, it, it's like, <laughs> at, at this point, we've thrown it all Andy in there Circus, where it's man. like, yep. Andy Is that Circus. Andy Circus? That's Andy Circus, mo- mocap. It, it's like... And King Kong? Yep, he was King Kong, and the voice of Damn, King Kong. Damn, that dude is dedicated to the apes. That's yeah. <laughs> but that was the one with Jack Black in it, right? Yep. The best yeah. actor of all time who won't ever get any awards because mocap. <laughs> yeah. No, it was kind of funny, though. They replaced Jack Black's character from the 2005 one was with now... Um, Sam Jackson? Or no? no, no, not Sam Jackson. I'm sick of these motherfucking apes <laughs> on this motherfucking no, island. No, he's in that, and I want him to say that. However, fuck, how did I forget his name? He's in Toy Story, and he just played in Cloverfield, the newest Tom one. Hitler. Oh, oh the, the dude that plays uh, Fred Fucking Flintstone? Big Lebowski. John Goodman. John Goodman. He's yeah, now playing Fred that role Fred now. Flintstone. Yeah. I think John Goodman's going to do dude, phenomenal. Have there. you seen uh, 11 Cloverfield Lane? No, I haven't. I fucked up. I should have watched it. Well, not it 11 Cloverfield then. Lane, but, you know, Cloverfield Lane. I haven't. I should have watched fucking it phenomenal. I came here. John me. Goodman was fucking perfect. As that role that he played in. I'll watch it after this. Fred Flintstone perfect? <laughs> Fucking Fred Flintstone perfect. Yabba dabba doo. <laughs> no, it was great though. What did he do in Toy Story? Uh, fuck. Uh, what was, was the voice? Was he the bear? Look up John Goodman Toy Story. But Sorry, no, 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 no. Pixar movie? Sorry, Monsters Inc. That's what I was yeah, thinking, yeah. I was about Sorry, to say, Monsters oh, Inc. I don't know why I said Toy Story. I was like, Toy Story, yeah. what the fuck? It's yeah, okay, no, no, Pixar. Sorry. Yeah. Pixar Sorry, yeah. Monster Inc. So who was he? Like, Sully? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. Sully. Phenomenal job. Billy Crystal, phenomenal job as Mike Wazowski. <laughs> did, they, did they do their voices again in uh, Monsters U? Yeah. Okay. They did the same ones. Did that movie yeah. suck? I don't know. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was good. It was a good movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. I mean, people are still a little upset because it wasn't a Monsters Inc. too, but, you know. I wanted to see Boo. I wanted to see Boo. Well, listen, if, we, if it was going to be Monsters, Inc. 2, it would have been called Monsters, Inc. 2. <laughs> but, yeah, it's interesting how a lot of these films are now are starting to do, you know, this collective universe and stuff like that, where, you know... That's we're gonna, fine. We're going to get Godzilla 2 coming out, like, in a few years. I'm all Even for though it. they've already had, like, how many? Six Godzillas? Way more than six yeah, Godzillas. I'm I'm throwing random numbers because it's like there's Godzilla. There has and I know there's Godzilla at, versus Mothra. There has to at least be like twenty something Godzillas. 
and it's all like monster battles. It's like there's the original Godzilla. There's like Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah. <laughs> and they're all shitty, but you love them. You have to love them. That's like one greatest thing about Godzilla. No matter how shitty you are, it is a time masterpiece. I don't it know. It got about so that. big that they made a a now like current gen graphic Godzilla video game where you can choose Godzilla as your hero and choose the original Godzilla as its skin. So you can you can run around and kill Mothra as some dude in a suit like <laughs> There are 30 Godzilla films. God Holy damn. shit! And three currently in production. Fuck. Well, they have there, the resurgent, right? There's already three currently in production. Yeah, there's Godzilla oh. resurgent. That sounds totally unnecessary. And, of course, they're still going to do Godzilla 2. And then, of course, they're going to do Godzilla vs. King Song. King Kong, the legendary version. Yo, I Why get... am I so happy about this? I because fucking... it's fucking Godzilla. No, I, I'm all for it, but I want to throw something out there, an idea that I just... You can literally murder. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to throw out, like, with all these universes being created, Marvel, DC, these monsters, Godzilla and King Kong and all that, I'm like, where does Planet of the Apes hold up and all that? They already made the remakes. No, they made the remakes, <laughs> and they're. it seems like they're going to keep going, but I'm like, they're not trying to, like, interfere with any of these other like franchises they're well it looks like they're gonna stay in their own no no it's like a lot of these things is they're gonna stay in the only reason like legendary pictures could set up this franchise is because it already happened back in like the fucking like 70s yeah you know the original like king kong versus godzilla one so a large amount of their marvel is marvel's able to do it because all the pieces are under one industry dc is able to do it because all the pieces are in the industry so it's easy to do it when you have all the pieces in one industry. It makes it harder, like, like when they have the rumors for Transformers and GI Joe film. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, like it's hard to do shit like that because sometimes it just makes no sense. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is like, I feel like some people, like the people that aren't into movies, like they're gonna come in thinking like, okay, wouldn't we love to see like this mashup and this other mashup? And I'm thinking like, okay, well, what about something like Planet of the Apes that's probably never gonna meet any other franchise? Well, the people, who, the people who aren't into movies are just gonna throw their money at whatever comes their way. It's like Teen Titans versus Godzilla. That sounds okay, <laughs> Teen I guess. Teen Titans versus Godzilla. <laughs> cool, I guess. Yo, are, are, we, are we still on the news? segment of this thing at this point i mean we're i'm trying to like get past like the news segment we're still on news segment. i just want to throw one more we're thing in the news and i'm Jesus. trying to figure out what i'm wow. looking at i really don't know i see, I see Optimus Optimus Prime Prime and transformers and i don't know if that's megatron or starscreen which one that ow my hand is fucked. that's that's starscreen yeah. i think oh yeah. my hand is the, fucked the, up the biggest villain slash second worst person of all time <laughs> yeah is this bruce yeah. lee i don't know is this Bruce Lee? No, it's Shaggy no. Chan. <laughs> they all look... Oh, never mind. Yeah, I, yeah, I re- just skipped that. <laughs> I want to redirect all of our viewers. Go on YouTube and look up Jackie Chan in all of his fighting in all of his fighting styles, especially <laughs> Zui Chuan, which is Z-U-I space Q-U-A-N. It's also known as Drunken Fist. He fights Jet Li in a film. That shit is gold. Yeah. So Jackie Chan knows, yeah. Jackie Chan knows drunken fist. He knows all eight styles, and he's fucking yeah. incredible. Now I'm gonna kind of pair this up with the new segment because it's something that's newly released. But I do want to because we do have a segment where Adrian came up with is um 
we kind of have like an indie shout out to like an indie developer or indie filmmaker, that kind of stuff like that, which there's a new independent film that coming out. I really don't want to shout this out, but I have to do give credit to the type of person he is. And oh I know Adrian's going to be happy about that is, um, hold on, hold on, at- hold on. <laughs> what? what are you doing? You another one too? <laughs> Fuck it. Ah, I can't. You open. want another one, Anthony? Yeah, I, I can't open one. it because my hand yeah, is fucked whatever. up. So you got to open right, it so for me. I have to give a shout out because they released a trailer for it. Um, Blair Witch by Adam Wingard. Oh, I'm down to watch it again. Now they're I have making no a s- clue what's going on. They're making a sequel to Blair Witch. Okay. In the same you style. You mean a second sequel? No, no, a a, no, no. An actual, actual sequel. Oh, so it's not just like the the rip off sequel. Yeah, it's an actual. It's an actual follow up to the original Blair Witch. Cool. Um, Adam Wingard, which he is an independent filmmaker, he's now going to be spearheading this front for this new film. And they did just release the trailer, and we'll probably put it in the link somewhere. Where it's basically like some person talking about like I think it's supposed to be like years later, like in like hey, this is the woods where my sister was in, or some that kind of bullshit like that. There's a little something in there. I feel a swill. <laughs> uh, actually, pull up, pull up some footage for the not Please the footage, do, but at least do. pick images for I the new Blair no Witch. Clue what we're Please about do at because this point. I don't. It's Adam. Okay. I, every time I watch the Blair Witch, I've seen it like three times since I was probably seven years old. It's always shit, but I have fond memories of it. It is a piece. Honestly, for me, I don't like Blair Witch. Then why are you shouting it out? To be fair, because. The I have reason, to, yeah, yeah. You have to give credit where credit's due. Exactly. The, okay. the reason I have feelings for it is, like, it was the first of its kind. It, it was, like, the first found footage horror film. Yeah. So it's, like, even though it sucked, at least it looked It's realistic. not the first one, though. The first film, yeah. found footage film will have to be Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. If you've seen that film, it came out in the 70s. It was the pinnacle of creating found footage genre and to be fair that one is a way better film than blair witch but like in current history this one is a long time in the making and for a while people thought it was super scary i never thought it did because it's a lot of shaky cam and now if if you if if you don't know adam wingard's i don't actual cinematographer no um film directors and filmmaking no idea no adam Um, wingard i don't yeah so if you ever (laughs) sure as hell don't have you ever seen vhs (laughs) what's a vhs like tapes no 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 there's a movie called vhs it's a horror film oh yeah vhs and they, they made a second one yeah that's adam wingard have you ever seen the you're next yeah i'm i'm I feel like I'm totally checked out of this conversation. I'm pretty. Sure are you are you into independent films? No, it's not that I'm not into ind- independent films. But if we're talking about horror films, I'm just like completely checked out of this conversation right now. I'm pretty yeah. sure the movie VHS came out the same time as P2 did. That horror movie about the parking garage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because I mean they're showing it on the IMDb, so I'm guessing like you know it was announced though. He is making a live-action Death Note film. Oh, shit. Down for it. However, I have zero hopes for it. Yeah. Because it's anime okay, turning so into live-action. To be fair, no, no. there's not a lot of there's not a no, whole this lot is of the biggest thing, though. for it, though. So, wow. there has been a lot of controversy between the film being made due to the fact that the first director who was going to be put on the helm for directing it was Shane Black. I love Shane Black. If you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or if you haven't seen like any of his other films, he wrote Lethal Weapon. So he's a he was in um the original Predator. 
Feels like one of the main I feel like you're yeah. depending on me for a lot of these answers, and you forget about Evan over well, here. Well, I'm looking at both of you, but Evan's I'm more staring at you, and he's playing know, with Pedal Bear right now, because he's had a few drinks. <laughs> Listen, Pedal Bear got put out of the character for a whole lot of time, so I had to bring him back. Alright, so, I'm a huge Shane Black fan, okay. and I do love a lot of his film, because I'm huge in black. He's basically a black comedy director. I'm glad to know about this. Yeah. About you. Yeah, I love black comedy. <laughs> Huge. Blazing Saddles. Huh? Blazing Saddles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. The sheriff is a bird. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he was the director who was going to lead this film. But however, the production studio made changes to the ideas and the script. They wanted to make it a revenge story. Now, if you're not familiar with Death Note, it is an anime. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. is it one of the top tier of most pinnacle of what anime is now it's today. super popular extremely popular it is a very dark I've show. watched a few yeah. Yeah, yeah so they wanted to change the subject to a revenge plot hmm. made no sense because the whole series has nothing to do with yeah. revenge it's literally I watched enough to know it's not yeah it's it's just about a character who gets the power of a god he can kill anyone who wants and you can see him progress. Like 45 seconds you can perceive the progression of the main character going into becoming the main antagonist See, I am law, I am God, I am justice, you know, that kind of thing. I don't like, I don't I like think... the idea of a revenge story. See, that was dumb. Yeah, they I also know. want to get rid of the Shinigami. Okay, lost me on that one. So I'm the... not that into it. Okay, he got a death note from a Grim Reaper. Okay. Shinigami is just basically the Japanese word for Grim Reaper. My boy talks to me in English. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So sure. basically, they want to get rid of all Grim Reapers and stuff like that. Hmm. Which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. See it like that. Ryuk. They want to give Thal's the main dude. They want to get rid of him. Hmm. Shane Black was like, this is fucking stupid. Okay. This yeah, makes no sense. This, this whole thing is based on death. Hence death note. Yeah. So they want to get rid of that and they want to get make it into a revenge plot. Things fell apart and now they switch Adam Wingard to become directing it. Hmm. Now I do like his Adam Wingard style because he does, he's like a... He's like an old-fashioned type of like horror film, and I'm huge in horror films. But yeah. doesn't that mean by switching them that they're just gonna go along with their original plans, anyways? It's still yeah. gonna end up being a revenge story. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, we don't know. I for feel sure. like this isn't even it was doing a, service it was to announced, the fans. Then it was an, It's not service to the fans. It was announced that they were gonna change it. However, I mean, it's been a while since they have any updates. Things could have changed, and things could have ended up differently. However, it's just one of those things where. You know it's not going to end up right as what it needs to be. And especially, oh, most, probably 99% of anime adaptations have never gone right. Pretty and, much, I yeah. mean, has there ever been one? Yes, Old Boy. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. that. Gorgeous film. One of my favorite films of all time. One of my top films. And it was done by, it was a Korean film. They absolutely. Well, then it wasn't even American. I it was like American. It, I feel like when Americans try to do anime, no, films, but they just butcher the it. Japanese. Fuck it up too. Well, if you I, ever I, seen Attack on Titan live action, it is fucking horrible. Literally down to like the basics. Like in the American version of Attack on Titan, uh, they call they call three D maneuver deer, but the original name is omnidirectional maneuver maneuver deer, which is way more specific. Yeah. Because three D maneuver deer is like you can go left, right, up, down, forward, and backward. And omnidirectional means you can go any fucking way. And you it's want. one of those things like, you know, of course, you know, anime is starting to become bigger and bigger and bigger over the years. And it's not even just So Japanese of course anymore. it makes sense why a lot of studios want to get their hands into this. I mean, we've seen the atrocious Dragon Ball Evolution. Huh. 
Which, absolute piece of shit. Also, we've seen Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT. Yeah, but that's not the live adaptation. I yeah. mean, they're... Also, I just pissed off a lot of people. I think... Like, GT is the fucking best thing ever. I think they're in post-production for um, Ghost in the Shell, which is Scarlett Johansson. And they're making oh, a yeah, video yeah, game. Yeah. And people are, people are upset about that because you're casting a white woman to play as, you know, an Asian as an character. Asian fucking... Cyborg, yeah. All, all entirely cyborg. Now, that's not the biggest gr- thing to have that with that. I mean, yeah, yeah. here's like some yeah. of the footage and everything like that. People are pissed about that. I mean, a lot of people are pissed, but it's one of those things like, it makes sense why to do that because you want to bring it to a more like, kind of like, you don't want to make a film that's like, of course, heavily in Japan and then you bring it to America and you still have to make it in Japan. Of course, they're going to try to make it relevant in but America. The, but the general but audience. The, yeah, yeah, for the general yeah. audience. But at the same time, you also have movies like uh, Gods of Egypt, Horse, or whatever that fucking thing, where they whitewash the whole past. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. <laughs> But I mean, like I said, there it's such a tough territory to get into. It's really tough territory to get into the anime adaptations, it's and especially because a, a lot of films that we take. I mean, America is known for like a Hollywood American filmmaking is known for taking a lot of like horror inspiration from Asian cultures. I mean, The Ring, The Grudge. I mean, fucking The Uninvited, which came from Tales of Two Sisters. I mean, we're even making a remake of I Saw the Devil, which is a Korean film. I love, by the way, because Hyung Bun Lee, uh, Byung Hung Lee, that's how you pronounce his name. I love that dude. He's like a great actor, a great Korean actor, and it's a great film. I love the film because it had this weird, awkward style where it was a horror film, but it was not a horror film at the same time. And basically the whole plot of that film was dude's wife gets killed by a serial killer. He now hunts the serial killer and makes his life like a fucking miserable. Now... You won't take that as a horror film, but it was a great film on its own just for the aspects of how they have that. And even now, we even made our own American version, which was Spike Lee for Old Boy. Wasn't that great? At least it was Spike Lee. <laughs> at least it was Spike Lee. Spike Lee I am not the, I'm not the biggest Spike Lee fan. I am, I'm not either, but at the same time, he knows how to make a gritty film. He, he knows how to make you feel shitty about what He you're is watching. good with black exploitation films. I give him that. He knows how to make a He great... knows how you make how to make you feel guilty about that. <laughs> I can't feel guilty because I mean I I I saw the, the autobiography of Malcolm X. I read the book the the auto the autobiography of Malcolm X. I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. I am so, a little too. I'm a light. The autobiography of Malcolm X, I've seen the film, I've read the book and stuff. It makes you feel well. I don't know about, I can't say this for all people, but as a white man. <laughs> as a white man. As a white I gotta man, love that statement. I gotta love it. As a white man, I, I, I couldn't read the entire book the, old, the, the whole way through. I made it to like the last three chapters. That's why you couldn't read it? Because you're a white man? He felt, he felt bad for being white. I actually did. Really? You threw your, yes. you threw your money at the book. You're like, I gotta I, I, pay my reparations. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't throw my money at the book. But I, I had to read it for English. You sold the book. Even worse, my boy. During, you know, high school English class, they were like, you have to read an autobiography. And I was like, I don't read. I don't read for pleasure. I, I fucking hate reading. So the only the only autobiography I knew was the autobiography of Malcolm X. And I read like 85% of the book. And I couldn't finish it because I was like, I feel like such a... Even though I've never engaged in any, any of these activities, even though this is way in the past, 
just knowing the predecessors of my own race, I feel like such a piece of shit. I cannot finish this book. It guilted me into that, to that corner. <laughs> and I told that to my English teacher, and she was like, I don't blame you, gave me an A. I feel like you I did that just to get the A. For real. That's I know. What I was gonna you say. had this like, long, dude. fucking intricate story, and I feel yeah. like the bottom line is you did that I'm for I'm like, an bro, a. if you would have put that same amount of effort into your paper, then you would have gotten just as well done. I've always been good. Listen, I graduated 3.5 GPA, and I never even tried once. Shut up. <laughs> I didn't need to fake it for the grade because my junior year English teacher, before I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, told she she literally asked us, okay, who read the first chapter of The Great Gatsby? Nobody but me raised their hand. She said, okay, fuck it. Let's, let's just watch the movie. Right. And that was required reading by the state. All right, so I think she that... said, "Fuck it, let's <laughs> let's just watch the movie." He's really into I know, this. Okay. He's so really into it. I think we're gonna call that education. For, we're gonna call a quick commercial break. I think that good. It's good to cover Fuck the you, film I'm news because we covered Comic Con and stuff that came released, and that's basically the what the biggest for film news this week is. So we're gonna have a quick commercial break, <laughs> and then we're gonna be right back to you with our topic, which is practical versus CGI in filmmaking Woo! today. Which is what this was supposed to be, but Funyuns. <laughs> Funyuns. Cut to commercial break. Dems ain't your funions, them fox is funions. What did you just say? Hey, what is up, all you podcast listeners? Today, I got a special offer for you going over at Audible, which they are offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Head over to audibletrial.com forward slash the drunk cast and get your free Audible trial today. This week, I am reading How to Fight Presidents by Daniel O'Brien. Okay, so welcome back, everyone. Um, now, today is our topic. You know, the general topic of this podcast is CGI versus practical effects. We have a topic? Yes, we have a topic. I thought we were bullshitting Every week. for an hour. <laughs> Every week we have a topic. I have two beers open. I drank way too soon for this shit. <laughs> we have fun... No, I can't say that. Ah, motherfucker. You guys are good. Stop we acting We can cut it. that out. Cut. Stop acting it. We can edit it in post. Stop acting it. Nobody I'm not make, actually adding. Nobody make fun of my ankles. This is high fashion. Pancakes. High fashion. High fashion. All right. So, there is Aaron always, ankles. no matter what, through especially the last like 20 years, there has been a huge debate between CGI and practical effects, you know? People, you know, tend to go towards CGI. Some people tend to go to the original practical effects, you know, with Star Wars and older films like that where they build actual real sets. Our, what we're going to do is we're going to go around first and we're going to see where people fall in line. You know, us on the group where we fall in line between CGI and practical. So, Evan, where do you fall in line between CGI and practical effects? Ryan Reynolds' CGI Green Lantern was the greatest film of all time. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Roll <You> credits. <laughs> I'm, it was atrocious and it was fucking back asswards as fucking shit. Now, okay, so how do you feel between CGI? Well, if you're a filmmaker, if you guys are filming a movie, would you fall more towards practical effects or CGI? Every single time practical. Sorry, what? I had to get that out there. No, see, if you're going to ask me that, it's going to be different than as a viewer. Because as a viewer, I'm going to say practical. As, as a, a filmmaker, filmmaker. As a filmmaker. As a filmmaker, I'm going to say CGI. It's just cheaper. But 
It's more mm. convenient. It's is it convenient. cheaper? Is it cheaper nowadays? Nowadays, I mean, think about this. I mean, actually, fuck. It's, no, it is cheaper, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, it is let's, cheaper. let's think about it right now. To be like, fair, Family Guy made a joke about this where they were like, we're Yeah, just so like, you have one here with Jurassic Park using actual real animatronics. Okay. Versus creating a CGI dinosaur. It is cheaper. It is a lot cheaper, and I give you that. But which one are you going to get the best out of your buck? It also depends on circumstance because, like I was going to say, <laughs> Family Guy made a joke where they were like, you know what? We don't even care anymore. Here's the CGI elephant jumping across the screen. And he goes, it's like literally three frames. And he's like, you know how much that cost? $50,000. I don't know. I'm For just... literally like a two second joke. <laughs> My original example. You was can gonna talk be, now. Yeah. <laughs> my original example was going to be like, let's say that Deadpool... It's okay, boo-boo. Okay, let him talk. Let him <laughs> talk. That Deadpool scene where he's jumping into the freeway. I'm like, yo, how much would it have cost to like get that that actual freeway done and everything and like get the permits, close that shit down? I know they closed out a freeway. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, well, listen. That was, that, that, was, that, was freeway, that was an actual freeway. I know. I know it was a freeway, but like the part where he's on like sitting there drawing his shit and then jumping down and like... It Actually getting a person connected to wires. Exactly, down, yeah. getting the strip, the, the strip of freeway that they got compared to what was shown in the movie. They showed a lot more in the movie, and half of that or more was CGI. You yeah. know? I'm like, if they would have gotten all that shit, I'm pretty sure it would have came out to more, and it would have just been a huge yeah. pain in the I ass. I mean, to the, the biggest thing, like a the lot of people, shut down the 15 all the time for maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, a biggest thing that people usually compare this to is like style of. Um, Christopher Nolan, who is always towards practical effects. That's a good example of practical and, effects. That's why as and a viewer, Michael Bay, who uses heavy CGI. Mm, but see, I don't feel. <laughs> I feel like that's not too bad though. Like Michael see, Bay, okay, he my, overuses it, but it doesn't look bad. Okay, Michael but he Bay also overuses pyrotechnics. Yeah, that's yeah, but my okay. I mean, no matter what people say about Michael Bay, I have to give him this that he is a great producer. He knows where to put the, to put the money in the right yeah. places. He knows how to use. Fake fucking giant animatronic fucking transformers who are all CGI and use real explosions yeah. to cross put them. Exactly. But there are other films and other stuff which they use nothing but fucking constant CGI. And Avatar. Avatar? To me, I was totally disconnected from that film okay. because it was just too much. I don't think I don't think you can use Avatar as a good story though, because okay, biggest thing that comes with James Cameron is He'll always make a film to produce to push filming to the next step. Yeah. I mean, think about like he made fucking Titanic just to fund his sea exploration. Is that really why? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel attacked now. You guys both went yeah at the same time. Green Lantern's mask was the greatest of all time. He is literally one of the few people who pushed filming during that time to the next fucking step. Now he made Avatar which it was holy shit incredible CGI and he pushed computer generated graphics to the next level okay. once again. Okay, I mean if you're looking at it from that point of view, then sure, I'll give you that. But I'm talking about like just story overall. My biggest problem with CGI in the case of Avatar is like when you have that much like unlimited power as to what you can produce on the big screen, yeah. you end up with something that just to me, felt super disconnected. Like, I could not connect at all to Avatar mm -hmm. because his imagination just went 
way too wild. wild. And I was just like, I don't even know what I'm watching anymore. I checked out like 30 minutes into it. Like, I don't get it anymore. Green Lantern's mask was the best thing of all <laughs> That's time. That's another example. Green That's Lantern, another example. Actually, yeah. Green Lantern is a perfect example of what overuse of CGI. Yeah. Now, one thing that most people don't realize, though, is that no matter what film it is, CGI is always used. Exactly. Now, That's why however, if you're making me fall in line with it, then sure, I gotta pick one. I mean, there are scenes where you will not even tell it's CGI. Exactly. Almost looks impossible. Like, holy fuck, this was CGI, yeah. and it's so minimal. Like, there are scenes, scenes where people are like, oh fuck, it's summer, but we need to film in the winter. Let's CGI all the grass and put it as snow. Mm-hmm. And there's films who have done that, and no one has. Never said anything about it because it's not noticeable. That's fine, yeah. I mean, and if you can fine, mask it well, then It's sure. fine where you use CGI to complement actual practical effects. Yeah, of course. However, there is films where they'll use nothing but CGI, fucking millions of dollars of CGI, and they won't even do it to the utmost ability of what they can use it for. They won't exactly. even do it to like an E-rated children's game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see... I feel like going, not even like stepping back too much, but just when we were talking about earlier with comic books and everything, just Civil War, that was my biggest gripe was the CGI because I some of it was all because some of it was really when, when I saw the first teaser for Spider-Man, I saw it through Instagram. I was like, okay, this is obviously some fan made bullshit. It looks like shit. Like I'm hoping that it's going to look way better on screen and then it looked just as bad. The only reason I loved Spider-Man was because of the acting and just, like, they really captured that feeling. But the CGI was terrible. Tony Stark in that, like, the mask coming off, it looked yeah. terrible. However, I mean, there's I mean, there's CGI, and there's a reason people use CGI nowadays. Because, like I said, it's a lot cheaper, and you can make things now look no, a lot nicer than how they were. The biggest thing that happens with usual a lot of practical effects is things can go wrong. Yeah. The biggest example is Jaws. Yeah, of course. That whole mechanical shark was so fucked up, they decided we can't show the shark. Yeah. We really can't, except for small, minimal scenes. We really can't show the shark, so we have to play around with the footage. But that was in its early days. So we but have yeah. to blow it up. We have to blow it up with a fucking scuba tank with <laughs> a gunshot. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, and we have progressed in practical effects nowadays. I mean, think about Inception with the whole twirling room scene. That was an actual rig. Was not computer animated, and generated, tell. and it was not, you know, messed around within, you know, post production. That was an actual full rotating room. Yeah, that, that was they a rotating and room. And you can I tell, it. and it looks gorgeous. And it was fucking it gorgeous. Yeah. It was amazing. The Conjuring Two, uh, the Conjuring Two, where they had the crosses scene, where all the crosses on the walls flipped upside down. Have you seen the rig for that? No, I have not. It was an impressive fucking rig <laughs> just to build up a quick. You're really panic passionate scene. about this stuff. I am, cause I. Though we I love am, good shit. Though I am, we talk I mean, a lot of shit, but we love good <laughs> shit. I will, I will never talk shit really about CGI because I understand how it feels yeah, to course. need CGI. I mean, we used to bitch about you know everything we did was green screen, yeah. but I understand that for budget cuts and expenses, we really need to make these green screen shots. Well, see, he posted up a picture of uh, Jurassic Park. I'm like, shit like that, it doesn't hold up. It like, doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up. But, and then I was thinking, because when I was told what the subject or the topic was about for this you know. podcast, I w- immediately started thinking about all the examples I could think of. And the biggest one that I thought of that I was like, okay, Jurassic Park obviously doesn't hold up when it comes to its animatronics. What about CGI? And the biggest one that, to me, looking back on it, doesn't hold up as far as CGI was iRobot. 
in the time, it looked fantastic. To me, now, it just doesn't hold up. Well, think about it this way. Practical effects, no matter what, will hold up longer than CGI. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, science and computers are fucking advancing so fast. I mean, if you watch... Remember the first time you saw, like, Avengers and how amazing it looked? Yeah. Watch it again. And you can see the exact scenes where it looks off on their yeah. CGI. Of course. There's one on Hawkeye on, like, on the fucking top of the building. It's yeah. Just, like, it and it's off. all those kind of things where, I mean, what happened, I mean, even the smallest, simplest thing, I'll give an example, is guns. Guns in films. They used to use blank rounds mm -hmm. and real sound. Nowadays, everything is just, you know, After Effects muzzle flashes. Yeah. And which one holds up longer? Of course, the real blank rounds are going to hold up longer. Because I mean, at least you, there's recoil. Effect. Have you seen the fucking movie Heist? No. Uh, I don't think. Now, this is the Al Pacino film. and no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I forgot who else. I mean, there's a lot of fucking people in that. That was something where they used live rounds. And not only live rounds, they used the actual audio from the original take. So their original idea was to, okay, we're going to have a huge gun, like a gun shootout in the middle of the street. And then in post-production, we're going to switch out the sound audio for, you know, you know stock footage, stock audio for gunshots. They decided not to do that, and they decided to go with the original sound footage that they shot with the actual film. It's now recognized as one of the greatest sound effects for a film. Like, everyone who talks about Heist always talks about the audio because of how great the sound was. Because they use live blanks. But are we talking about CGI and practical effects when it comes to sound or when it comes to... But it complements everything. It complements it because... Okay. I mean, even... what I mean, fuck. What's... Uh, I forget. What? Uh, does that make my input? Yeah. Too much input. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll hold the image of Gladiator. Yes. Now, yes. When the actor passed away, they used the CGI in his face on there. Mm -hmm. Too much input. Didn't they do that with Paul Walker as well? Actually, I was going to bring that up. Now, this is to me the best one. Uh, it's seamless. You can't even tell with CGI. How do you know CGI is like 10 years after? Yeah. I can't well, tell. Think about that. pretty good. Now, this was done years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, Paul Walker, which is the most recent one, you can tell it's, it's off. It's off. Now it's horrible. It really is off. Remember when I wasn't dead? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to think about this way. is um, Film equipment is oh getting more clear and crisper. Yeah. So it's harder to pull something off that they did in the Gladiator, which was about what ninety nine two thousand. Wall Walker. <laughs> it was early two thousands. Early two thousands, where now like we have red cameras and all these like fucking high functioning, high like frame rated cameras, and it's harder to pull the same effects you used to pull. Yeah. Rip Walker. <laughs> It really is off. I mean, this dude might as well have been in the Wolverine. Not but, the Wolverine. You know, X-Men I mean, Origins but, Wolverine. But, I mean, a good example of that, pull up Ant-Man. And, um, fuck, how did I forget his name? Paul Rudd? Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Oh, yeah. They CGI Michael Douglas' face to make what him look that, younger. What was another movie? I think, was it, correct me if I'm wrong. Tron Legacy? First Class? Oh, that that one too. That yeah. one too. That one too. Tron Legacy did was that it, with Jeff Was Bridges. it First Class with Kennedy? I X think so, yeah. X-Men First Class I with think Kennedy. so. Yeah. But if you pull up Ant-Man or even Tron terrible. Legacy, you can see, you know, 
they're trying to slowly progress and to be able to face swap it. But here's yeah. my thing on it, because certain movies have certain visuals. Like, they have a certain visual style. Holy fuck, I haven't seen this in a long time. That's off. That's terrible. Holy shit, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I remember it looked great back in, like, 2009 or 2008 when it came out. Holy so, shit, that looks off. And they look, recent- up Ant- look up Ant-Man, though. They recently did it with uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War. Mm-hmm. Can I get Goro from the original Mortal Kombat movie? <laughs> that, honestly, okay, so when it comes to practical fast, how do you feel about with bodysuits versus what CGI do you mean by body suits? Okay. Love Lord, them. Wait, no, no, talking, shut up, shut up. Are you going to say shut Planet up. of the Apes? Shut up. Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit? Where they it's use fine. practical effects? It's fine. Or does, did you actually like the CGI for The Hobbit? I mean... It was off. Listen. I respect the practical costumes they used yeah. for Lord of the Rings and the real sets they built. No, of course. Does, and then they shit that all the way to go to CGI all throughout The Hobbit. I don't... See, for me, I feel like... And this was... is the same motherfucker who made both of them. <laughs> yeah. That, to me, it looks fine. Does it? It's, I, not as, it's not as bad as other movies. I'm sorry. It looks like a video game. No, it definitely does, but to me, the whole movie does. No, 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 okay, Adrian, pull up orcs from the original Lord of the Rings and the orcs how they looked in The Hobbit. Yeah, maybe I just I need my I need my memory. Because now I'm going on to characterization, actual costumes, practical costumes, or wearing a fucking mocap bodysuit. Well, to be fair, orcs have gone down every single time. Now I won't up. talk shit about mocap bodysuit because I'm a huge fan of Andy Serkis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Andy Serkis and uh, Lupita Nyong'o yeah. in Star Wars. Lupita Nyong'o in Star Wars looked fantastic. fantastic. It was phenomenal. Now and of course I won't talk shit about anything with you know the Rise of the Planet of Apes because it looked great. This shit is way too zoomed in. Default. Yeah, there you go. Go default. So that is the practical, right? That is the practical, practical? costumes. God damn. It looks amazing, right? Yeah, that looks Now good. go to the CGI orc in The Hobbit. And you can tell the difference how off it looks. Like, there, I can understand doing certain films with full-on CGI and certain films with practical. But there needs to be a balance. And that's what I need a balance because a lot of people look how that looks. It's too good. No, it's off. You can tell. It's, yeah, it's, it's off, but I'm okay with it. I'm yeah. not okay with that. W- what I mean, and here's why: because we've seen worst examples. No, no, and I can tell you because it brings down actors, even themselves. The biggest example I could talk about is Star ben, Wars. No, Ben Affleck. Oh, okay. I didn't see that one no, no. Ben Affleck bitched okay, about we'll, we'll this. We'll teach you. In Batman versus Superman, uh, really? he's like, I did not like that my Batman armor suit was CGI'd because mm-hmm. it's hard to get into that mood where. You have to... You're supposed to be a hulking leviathan. A hulking leviathan, and you have to act it out without actually having to practice. And you're just fix. like... Mm. A lot of the same thing. The old original Star Wars. I mean, not the original. I'm the fucking... The prequels. The prequel sagas. The big... Everything was CGI. Everything was CGI. And it makes it tougher on actors to it's relate Ewan Mc- and act. Ewan McGregor is a phenomenal He's actor. He's an amazing Natalie actor. Natalie Portman is a phenomenal actor. She actress. is great. Now, they're, they're, imagine, okay, imagine we have to do this podcast and I'm not even really here. You have oh, to talk to a blank seat. Oh, that'd be you know terrible. how much harder that is? Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> it's a lot harder to do that kind of shit. So yeah, look at that, Star Wars. 
where you it's all blue screen, all green screen. There's no one there. And Can I to, say just real quick? I will strike you down with power. <laughs> Sam Jackson's acting was not as terrible as Ewan McGregor's and Natalie Portman's no. in the prequel. You know what? He's just a phenomenal actor. I don't give a shit what anyone says. I love Sam Jackson. I, will I love him. Do. Every piece of film he has made, I have thoroughly loved it. I will is there a bad is there an ex- is there an example of a bad movie that he's done? I don't no. I don't think so. No. 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 The worst one could possibly Black Bone Snake or Moan Black Snake? Black Black Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan. <laughs> Great fucking film. You're underrated. Drunk. Heavily underrated. No, it's just, it's a hard word. It's a hard film to like. Black Snake Moan. Black Snake Moan. They even wrote a song. Fucking love it. Christina Ritchie in it. Great. My neck hurts like a motherfucker right Your now. neck hurts. I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, you you want massage? Oh, I didn't do it. But, I mean, there has to theme like, for you guys, what is a huge example of what you appreciate from practical films and what you appreciate from CGI? I think it has to be both. You know, I can't just pick one or the other if I'm being true to myself. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put it to me, like, as a movie, uh, as a filmmaker or as a fan, then yeah, I'll probably pick one or the other. But if I'm like, if I'm being true to myself, it has to be one or the other. Cause I look at, I go back and I look at movies like Spider Man, like the first Spider Man. I'm like, that holds up. I look at some of the Harry Potter movies; they hold up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just because the lighting that they use, the visual, uh, the visual style, it just holds up. Although mm-hmm. I do feel like. 300 was kind of overdone. But that yeah, was its, way sti- overdone, that was yeah. its style, Super. though. That was its style, though. I feel like it can be forgiven because that was what he was aiming for. Super guess, ultra yeah. combo. <laughs> I mean, but there's, like, different practical effects. Like, I mean, I can understand doing landscapes, you know, CGI. But when it comes to, like, actual characters, like, real characterizations of CGI, I mean, there is a good mix of what you can do and it's a good mix of, like, what you shouldn't do. That, uh, that dude... From the new Star Wars movie, the one that uh, Ray kept like going to turn in all the parts to, mm-hmm. that was pretty good. That Man. was a practical. Hey, that's what I'm saying. That was a real suit. That, that was good. Now and then you got the opposite where it was a heavily, heavily focused CGI was the movie Ex Machina. If you haven't seen that one or you don't know the plot with that, that's basically a dude who creates an AI that uh, he brings another dude who wants to fuck it. It's basically a dude who wants to fuck a fucking robot. I mean, I, to me, that's her. Right there. Yeah. No, it's different though, cause Ex Machina used amazing, amazing. Bring up um I think her name's Eve or something like that from the film. But they used CGI on um fucking... I don't know her act. I don't know. Her name. Oh my goodness, how I'm blanking on her name now. I'm pissed off that I blanked on her name. That's no, Carlos Johansson, isn't no, it? No, no, no. It's right, it was um, someone else. I forgot who something Van Kander. Alicia Van Kander or something like that. But this is that... the movie Ex Machina. That's CGI. Except her face. She's wearing a mocap suit. I can see that. How incredible that looks in the movie is astonishing. Because it makes sense. Yeah, it's Alicia Van Kander. That's her name. See, I was gonna it makes watch sense because it's like, obviously, it's, it's now, cheap. Huh? I was going to watch that movie, but then I didn't. No, it's a great film. It's one of my favorite films of that year. Damn. It is an amazing film, especially because I, Oscar Isaac. He was Oscar perfect. Isaac's in that? And Dom Hill Gleason. Damn, now I wish I could watch that movie. Dom Hill Gleason, who's also yeah, in I Star really Wars, can't. is in it. Who? Dom Hill Gleason. What is he? Dom Hill Gleason. He basically plays the fucking other dude. He basically plays like the main general dude in Star Wars Episode 7. You mean Hux? 
Hux, General Hux. He's General Hux. Oh, okay, cool. If you ever seen um The Revenant, he's in The Revenant. I need to watch The Revenant. I'm so behind on these. Films. What is wrong I, with you? I know, I know. I'm behind. Okay. You Why are a filmmaker. You are a filmmaker. I fucked up. I fucked up. You need to watch these films. I do need to watch these films. I'll watch one tonight. Yeah, definitely. If I don't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> the point I was gonna make on CGI was like films like The Martian, which The Martian didn't even really use that many CGI. It yeah, they used pretty a lot much of... used uh, sepia filter. Yeah, they used a lot of sepia filter. They but film like where did they film for that though? Probably like Arizona, Nevada, somewhere way out in the fucking desert. Mm-hmm. But it's like a movie like Interstellar. I like that. that. Interstellar was based on real scientific facts. Well, Interstellar. Up until it okay. Wasn't. Well, Interstellar is unique in the style where, I mean, you know the black hole scene. Yeah. You've both seen the black hole scene. You know yeah. that was a real actual model they built. Yeah. Yeah, but I. And then they the used, entire and then they was used, based on real science. They used yeah. a real model, and then they put actual CGI covering over the real model. But no one really thought about doing that. Most people were like, "Okay, you know, we're gonna make a black hole. It's just CGI the whole thing, and not even make it there." Yeah, black hole super easy to recreate. No, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Nolan was like, "No, no, fuck that. We're gonna build a model, and then we're gonna actually use you know the understanding we know of science." And light bending to a best of our ability. And we will get the closest to how we can see as what a black hole will look like. Because you know we've never seen a black hole. Yeah. Because you can't see a black hole because a black hole is so black it defies physics. Well, the the nearest black hole is so fucking far away. Yeah. Are you secretly a physics major and we didn't... I didn't know about it. We know... What's we weird, we know what's a lot weird about, about physics, us is yeah. like I'm not even gonna question deep... what you know. I don't know what you know. I barely <laughs> met you. I to really be fair, don't. we both know a lot of deep space shit, and it's like we only focus on the strangest of strange. Before we go off into a whole physics thing, can we just say maybe that Christopher Nolan is the example that most filmmakers should be following because he can blend in real science films. Well, yes, not, but you could not improve. Instead, okay, one big what? thing I do disagree with. Christopher Nolan and I am a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Is I am too. He hates digital. Yeah, I know. I am a huge fan. But he'll of use it when he has to, and he, when he does, it looks great. Yeah, but he'll do that as like this is the absolute last, last resort. resort. Yeah, and he is so fond of analog, which I have no problem with analog, but I am a huge fan of digital. Okay. And what digital can push? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Now with analog, analog is so unprogressive. It's a standard like you have analog, and that's all you have. Digital, you can keep working with digital and keep pr- pushing the boundaries of digital. Yeah. And that's where I kind of disagree with Christopher Nolan. Biggest Christopher Nolan fan. I love every piece of work. So do I. I Even th- the following. I don't think he's done a bad film, movie. The following, love it. However, I do. I will have to disagree with his visions of analog and i do love analog however just as us being independent filmmakers we cannot afford that shit yeah no definitely not at the same time i have to argue the fact that if you're going to make a science fiction film based on real science you have to at least kind of collaborate with neil degrasse tyson because he <laughs> and and that sounds no, like but a they joke. use kip though they use kip who is a leading force yeah he is a leading researcher within space astrology and astrophysics but the, or not astro theoretical physics the reason i say you have to collaborate with neil degrasse tyson is there is actually a channel on youtube called star talk radio 
where Neil deGrasse Tyson talks with, I don't know, he, he's actually comedian, he's a comedian, his name is Chuck something, I, yeah. it, it's, it escapes my memory, but they talk about, they have like fan submissions where it's like, what would happen if Superman were actually on Earth? Would he actually be able to fly? I think yeah, I came yeah. across those videos, yeah, yeah. And, and Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about Earth physics. Earth physics versus all these questions, and he's just like, well, Superman wouldn't actually be able to fly. This dude is holding two beers in his fucking hand. I know, I know. And I still feel like he's smarter than I am. Like, I didn't know I needed... Goddamn right, I am. I didn't know I needed... You see those lazy eyes? You see those lazy eyes? It's not the lazy eyes. You know that every time I do this... God damn, that burp was terrible. Oh my god, I just got in my nose. It's... Whatever that song oh, eight damn, was, because I'm not gonna name it. Also, you know I'm smarter because I do this in every sentence. Y'all are something else <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, but but he, he's like, he's if Superman going. were yeah, really on Earth, he actually wouldn't be able to fly. He would just be so strong in proportion to Earth's gravity. His jump would be so strong, it would be like he was flying. So, like, if Superman jumped on Earth and just laid out flat, his legs would be so strong, it would look like he was flying. But in actuality, he would just be very gradually falling back. So, would he be leaping through tall buildings? He, he would be leaping over, over tall, tall buildings. buildings yeah, whatever such the fuck a, it is. So, like, instead Kinda of... like the original comic? Yes. So, Superman <laughs> wouldn't be jumped. He, he wouldn't be flying. He would be leaping tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> but he's so strong that he would do that the world over and he would lay out in such a fact that it would look like he was flying but in fact he's just so strong he basically broke earth's gravity and just laid out and he was like no just kidding i'm flying where in fact he would just be very slowly falling yeah he well, would I mean, be gliding i mean he's that, really into this yeah I mean, but getting away from like that shit is game, interesting. Getting back into you know CGI and practical effects. For I mean, like Neil deGrasse Tyson told us how baseball would be affected on go. Mars. Let it go. Let it go. We'll save uh, that for Star another Talk podcast. Radio. Yeah. You can cut this out. What? Heavy metal. It's such a shut good up. movie. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you can cut this out. You can cut this out. Heavy metal. Shut up. Watch it. <laughs> oh, Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. Bring up heavy metal. I totally forgot about that. You know why? Because I regressed that memory. I repressed that memory. Bring up heavy metal 2000. <laughs> Have you both seen Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow? I've seen Never. heavy metal 2000. Now, it is a Ian McGregor film. That's Ian McGregor? Yeah. Ah, poor bastard. It is it looks a shitty there. movie. It is a very shitty movie. And all they was is literally actors in a green screen. That's all. The entire movie. Just like Star Wars. And it was the first film to like try to push that, where it's like, let's get all rid of practical and just go all computer generated. What, what year was this movie? 2005? Please tell me I'm close to 2005. We're cutting it. Please I'm, tell me. I mean, the first episode one was 98. 2004. I was close. 2004. We're cutting it. So he, 15 minutes out of this become staring at the end of the Care Bear face and going. <laughs> now, if you watch the film, watch that film anytime. 
You'll s- Why do I want to watch a terrible film? Because you have to understand what a terrible film is to make a good film. I mean, I agree, but... Listen, uh, I watched I don't... The Room, and that shit didn't engage me at all. The Room? Great piece of cinema. No! Yes! It no. is one of the greatest films no. ever! Bro, I'm no. right next to you. You don't gotta yell. I swear. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, but oh, literally, that's, if you see the images up there... That's literally what it was. It was just a blue screen or a green screen, whatever they used, and it's just actors, and they had to react to what the director was telling them to react to. I mean, I, that's I, Star Wars right there. But that's hard to do, though. It's very no. Hard I to agree. Do, and it makes I no mean, sense. that's why I think it's I, terrible. That like I believe. CGI. Okay, to, to close this off with the subject, I believe a good film nowadays, you know, going towards this new or progression of you know CGI and computer generate computer generated graphics. I believe there needs to be a good mixture. Agreed. I never believed there should always be pr- practical effects in cinema. Agreed. Always needs to be practical effects in cinema. But there is room for CGI. I mean, if you're going to have movies like Avatar that are going to push the boundaries, then okay, fine. Let's have movies like that, you yeah. know? But I agree with you, yeah. And if Avatar is the one pushing the technology forward, then yeah, let's have a balance. Yeah. Now, I'm not a person who's like, only practical because i mean there is some things where certain practicals will be outdated yeah definitely. i mean even star wars the yoda fucking doll it's but i do want to say as far as because you i mean we talked about this earlier about how cgi can be outdated after a while yeah. i feel like that only applies if it's 90s and above because i will watch back to the future as many times as i can and I'm just, and I'm just like the CGI is fine to me, like it because it's early. Because okay. I'm forgiving to it. I don't know if I said, I don't know if I said this officially on the podcast or not. I am not a fan of Back to the Future. I hate you already. I know. Why did I come on? I know. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of Back to the Future until I went to Universal Studios. <laughs> That, that, dude, that ride has been gone for like. Yeah. Nah, nah, I'm sorry. Nah. Like, I you're know not people, even singing. The, you're not people even singing give the me shit song. about that. I'm not the biggest fan of Back to the Future. Nah, it's a, nah, I'm not. Nah. I. I mean, I. Well, I don't hate it, but I really don't like the third one. But I love the. Nobody other likes thing. the third one. That yeah. That third one pisses people off. <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. The right. second one people pisses people off because it's like, oh, the no, I like fucking it. gets I, time machine. I think this is going to be a closing. We, I think we got our thoughts out okay, of what sure. we can do with, you know, practical versus... A balance. Yeah. Back to balance. We, we want to balance. That's the biggest top, The biggest summary of what we want to be here is there should be a balance, a good balance. Yeah. We ended on Back to the Future. There's a reason yeah. for it. Because, there is a reason. And the reason is because after a certain... Please tell me. Be, because it's forgiving, you please. know? 90s and after, you Sense can't it, be as forgiving. But I feel like before 90s, it's forgiving if you have terrible CGI. But that's right. my opinion. I don't know. His opinion is time I mean, heals all. <laughs> Watch Tron again. You'll see how bad CGI is. I, I've, I've watched it not too long ago. And it's the shit, only thing terrible. that I really... The only redeeming part of that film is that Daft Punk wrote the whole No, no. Score. That's Tron Legacy. I'm talking about Tron. Oh, oh the, I'm not about to watch the, that. The 80s. I'm not about yeah, to watch Tron. He doesn't even agree with the original Tron. It is atrocious in its CGI. Why but like I said, I mean, I mean, it applies to video games as well, though. Because oh. even with video games, like, you see a game that came out, like, a few years, few years ago, like, wow, the graphics suck. But Listen, video games but has changed but, so drastically exactly. when compared to film. Yeah, and that's true. So, 
listen, not every game can be fucking Norman Reedus Venus. <laughs> okay. The simulator. That's the closing. We're going to close on Norman Reedus Venus. I closed it. And that is another episode of the Drumcast. You know, stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to cover up something. And keep on drinking, guys. You know, just because we end, it doesn't mean you have to stop drinking. You know, I, keep going. I would drink to uh, you, but I fucking drank all my bebs, as you can see. All right, have a good night, and then we're going to see you next time. <laughs> drink more. Your liver can handle it. What did I sign up for? <laughs>